podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode 22 of our Road to 2023 series. And as always, you are joined by your hosts, Tiara and Jack. Now, Jack, this is our last Road to 2023 episode of 2021. Wow, lots of 2020s there. There are a lot of 2020s. When I was saying that introduction, I was like, the next episode, I'm going to say episode 23 of Road to 2023. So, (laughs) (laughs) but last episode, wrapping up the year for Road to 2023. How's your past two weeks been? It's been great and a lot's happened this year. There's a lot to reflect on from competing, obviously, to going through the recovery phase, undertaking the first six months of the improvement season, and now helping our Team TBD on the road to their own journeys for Season A of 2022. So that's very exciting. Uh, In terms of my two weeks, it's been, yeah, it's been good. Uh, In particular, probably the highlight would be my training performance in terms of hitting my 180 kilo RDL. And I remember last time at the end of the podcast, I was saying that I was going to do one extra week at 177.5, but I decided just to jump to 180 and, and go for six reps, which I accomplished. And, and and then the week after that, I did 180 for seven reps, which also felt quite comfortable. And I think, I think it has something to do with the aerodynamics of the plates mm. because doing 177.5, you got two 20s, a 15, a two and a half and a 1.25 whereas 180 is just four plates signed i remember i heard you having that discussion at the gym with demo mm. and you were like man do you just find it easier sometimes even though technically you're lifting more weight but because it's just the 20 kilogram plates all stacked up you don't have a bunch of the little ones hanging off mm. yeah well it certainly felt easier and like i've honestly had a few reps in reserve on each of those days which i'm okay about because like one, I, I rarely take it to zero reps in reserve for an RDL because I think you would reach mechanical failure before you would reach muscular failure mm. for something like an RDL anyway. And mechanical failure being the breakdown in form. Mm. So just where your back's just bending a lot and you're yeah. still just lifting that weight. Yeah, well, I, the, the way I market for myself now is when the load transfers from your hamstrings and glutes to your back. Mm. And if anyone's done like an RDL before and they've reached that point, it's quite obvious where you will no longer feel that tension because you won't necessarily feel a sensation, but you will feel a tension in your glutes and hamstrings because that's what's dominating the load. That's what's That's what's controlling it. And then it just transitions to your lower back and it mm-hmm. feels like crap. It feels like you're just doing like a back extension. Interesting. For me, it, it always transfers over to my upper back. And I think mm. this is where there's a hell of a lot of merit in actually filming your sets. Because let's say that you're doing a set of eight. And for those first six reps, you know, you're hinging at your hips and everything like that. Like form looks good. But it's those final two reps where you lift the weight. But if you actually watch it on film, your upper back might start to round a little bit more or just your total spine in general. And like you said, the load's mainly transferring from your hamstrings and your glutes over to your back. Mm, totally. And I mean, I think you're you're probably going to notice more upper back rounding than your lower back because if your lower back rounded that significantly, you would like you'd probably hurt yourself yeah. <laughs> quite badly. Yikes. Because there's a difference between just because the load transfers and it feels 
worse doesn't necessarily mean your back's rounding. It just mm. means that the load is biasing more your back and less of your hamstrings and glutes. Mm. But it'd be very interesting if there's any bodybuilding physicists listening to this podcast and you could somehow explain why does it feel easier when you're just lifting a heavier weight but you've just got bigger plates on either side. Yeah, well, I think we know why. Like, there's more equal distribution of load and... No, but technically the distribution of load is the exact same because it's the exact same But there's same always going to be error in the plate weights. Mm, I guess that potentially true. Why are bumper plates said to be easier than the thinner big metal plates? I don't know. Might again be something to do with error or the distribution of the load is more spread out across the bar as opposed to mm. towards the center. Questions that I want explained to me. <laughs> Otherwise, in terms of training, everything's just been going well. My most annoying thing at the moment is like I'm up to the 40 kilo dumbbells like i did 38 for 10 in terms of dumbbell shoulder press and the gym doesn't have any 40 kilo dumbbells <laughs> so now I'm, they I'll, I'll correct myself they do have some 40 kilo dumbbells but like a couple of weeks ago it was split in half and then they fixed it but there's no way i'm putting that atop my head and, and trying to Yikes. dumbbell press that because like imagine if half of that 20 kilos falls on your head like that's not good. And is it the same looking dumbbell as well as what no, you No, it's actually, it, it looks white. It looks longer. <laughs> uh, so like I've tried picking it up and putting it above my head and it feels like one side is longer than the other because it is. Yeah, dude, not worth it. Mm. I would just stick with the 38s for now. Maybe just do an extra rep or two. <laughs> yeah. Well, my rep range is six to eight for the top set. So I've already gone two reps above that. So I'll, I'll probably attempt the 42s next week and see mm. how they go. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. But that's... Very happy with that. If, if I have to look at my pushing strength compared to like other people I admire in terms of their strength, like I would say my, my pushing is, my overhead pushing is the closest to anything else and maybe my RDLs, but everything else still has a, a ways to go. Mm, your hack squats aren't too far off now, are they? Yeah, it depends who you look at. I mean, if you look at Keefe West, I'm kind of quite far behind in yeah, everything. Yeah, but we all know Keefe West, you know, he's like, he's totally the anomaly sort mm. of thing. Yeah, all I can do is try my best. And that's that's exactly what I tell my clients as well. And progression has been really consistent week to week, which I'm happy about. The tough thing about Keefe is that he's so goddamn strong that I feel like almost as an observer, you just now take it for granted, you know, like, mm. oh, there's Keefe again, you know, deadlifting over 300 kilograms for reps or yeah. whatever it may be. Like everything is so astronomically huge and strong, all the weights mm. on his barbells that it, I don't know, it's, it's, it's almost like, oh, <laughs> you know, but if, if one person did just one lift, like that but they hadn't done other lifts like that before mm. you know it, i feel like it would almost get a hell of a lot more attention like whoa yeah i think the yeah potentially the wow factor's gone from him uh, uh, slightly but it's still very impressive just to look at the physique he's built and how he just continues to make do those lifts every day oh dude it's absolutely incredible mm. you know but uh it, it is interesting you know because like because he's so strong every single video he posts like sometimes you almost become a little bit desensitized to it mm. you're just like wow he's just really strong again <laughs> sometimes i feel for these people who just like they have these remarkable talents that they just have to keep upskilling and going to another level and another level and another level like 
what's that other guy on Instagram? You know, the really strong dude. There, I think there's two of them. Bradley Martin? Maybe a, a few years ago. I'm not, I think he's kind of departed that scene now. Well, there's not Brad- Eddie Hall. There's Bradley Martin. Yeah, Eddie Hall, you know, the strong man. So but he's I mean, boxing now. Yeah, but there's, but there's also this other guy. There's uh, many guys out there. Yeah. <laughs> but the strong dudes on Instagram, you know, like they're already on another level, but somehow they have to keep getting to another level, you mm. know? So they, they do these crazy, just like one arm OHPs with like a bunch of barbells and maybe a chain and like, you know, a hot oh, Larry wheels, Larry think? wheels, man, you know, and like hot chick, you know, sitting on the edge of the barbell and they got to balance it. Like all these crazy wacky things. Like how do I take my crazy strength to another level to to keep mm. getting engagement yeah and then here you and i are like yes <laughs> went up 2.5 kilograms on my rdl Woohoo! <laughs> mm. yeah it's funny isn't it but yeah that's kind of it with training uh, not too much else to add i'm in the fourth just finished the fourth week of my training program so i've got about two more weeks left until i deload and actually i guess on that note like Maybe people remember I've been talking about my knee a little bit, a bit of anterior knee pain, and that's been feeling better the last two days, mm. which is nice. Uh, it's still quite consistently sore throughout the day, not so much during training, which is nice, but I'm, I need to do something about it, and I might be getting an MRI because it's gotten to the point where if it's lasted for like, like all of September, October, November, and now December, it's getting to be a point of chronic pain. So I need to do something about it. Otherwise it might be more chronic. And the other thing is like, I slightly sprained or strained my oblique while RDLing. But then again, I pulled 180 with that slightly strained oblique on Tuesday. So I think it's fine, but um, yeah, just getting to that point of the block where a few niggles are creeping on. And I think because my strength has increased quite a lot since the end of prep so like increase a lot for me in six months i'm starting to see, see a few things come on as a result of that as well mm, yeah and two weeks that means that you'll be deloading at the very beginning of the year mm-hmm. you know how a lot of people are like new year's resolutions <laughs> new year new me does that bother you at all like do you do you think about dates like that at all or are you just like not nah, like no, well it's time for point. a deload <laughs> yeah i'm i think most people know the answer to that where I don't really need to set goals like that or milestones, but Mm -hmm. each to their own. I I know. I mean, the thing with social media these days is like every, and I, everyone kind of just has their own agenda and they'll, even if they don't believe in something, they'll just still tout something because it's, it's trendy. So there's people who say, Oh, new year, new you, but there'll also be people who say, Oh, don't wait for the new year to start your goals Mm -hmm. and kick ass every week of the year. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, does it really matter? Like everyone has their, their own way of doing things. And I think that's something that's evolved with me is where I'm pretty laid back in that sort of stuff. And that's comes across in our content where we're quite strong willed on, on certain topics, but not, not kind of the airy fairy stuff. Like when you start achieving your goals, Mm -hmm. I think that if something's itching at you and you want to start something, just freaking start, man. Like Mm. what the hell are you waiting for? You don't need to wait for a certain date or a certain time of the day. Just literally just start getting after it right now. Hey guys, just a reminder that we post regular content on our Instagram and YouTube channel. You can find those platforms by searching the bodybuilding dietitians. See you there. 
So moving on to nutrition, that's been really consistent with me. I've been staying on like 575 carb, 80 fat, 275 protein for the last few weeks now and maybe like three or four weeks and just been consistently gaining on that, which is good. Body weight has been going up around like two to 300 grams, which is actually, if you think about it, around like one to 1.2 kilos, which is closer to 1.5% of my body weight than it is to, or it's around like between one to 1.5%, which is actually quite aggressive for someone who's been training as long as I have. But I think we can both say that like I, the, the progress that photos that I take every week, like they're looking very similar in terms of body fat. So I'm really happy with body composition at this stage, considering I'm weighing like around 88 kilos at the moment. Mm, Yeah, you're looking fantastic. And even though we go off those guidelines of saying one to 1.5% of your body weight gained per month, I guess once you start veering toward that 1.5%, you could consider it to be a more aggressive rate of gain. But I certainly think that it's perfectly fine to gain at that rate if you are maximizing every single variable like you are. And perhaps that would be only more so an aggressive rate of gain if someone maybe wasn't training as often, you know, if someone wasn't training with as much intensity, if someone wasn't as on top of their nutrition and their sleep and just every single lifestyle factor, you probably wouldn't want to be gaining 1.5% of your body weight every single month. But when you're pretty much treating yourself and your entire lifestyle as if you are an athlete, why the hell not? Mm, no, I agree. And yeah, it's ultimately, I'm also not scared of a little bit of fat gain as well. Mm. Or even like by the time I get to mini cutting, like there's going to be quite a decent amount of fat gain. And I don't like, I don't do this to look lean at this stage. Like I, I couldn't really, obviously I care about how much body fat I have. Cause like one, it's, it's part of my health. And two, I don't want to have to lose too much fat in order to compete. But those are literally the two variables there. I don't, I don't mind having some body fat and I don't know, like for Instagram or stuff like that. It doesn't, Mm -hmm. doesn't bother me. Yeah. And you wouldn't want to hold yourself back just by saying like, no, strictly 1% per month. If you knew that you could gain an extra 0.5% and get even better results. Cause you can't, you can't deny it. The way that your training performance is going up, the way that your progress photos are looking, the way that every single person comments on how you look. So yeah, I think you're doing one or two or maybe 10 things, right? (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, there's not too much else to mention. Uh, it's the week before Christmas right now. It's six days away from Christmas Day. And yeah, nothing too out of the ordinary for us. Just a Christmas with the family, which will be nice. Yeah, it'll be nice. I think this is the first Christmas in like three years that I actually won't be dieting over Christmas. So mm. I can actually enjoy some of my dad's roast turkey with stuffing. So yeah, yeah it should be nice. Cool. Well, that's it from me. How has your week been? Yeah, these past few weeks, they've been really good. You know, like we went through a period a few weeks ago where it was just like pouring down rain, like torrential, but it was almost like worth going through that period because now it's almost like it's a hot July again. Like the sky is just clear and blue. The air is really clear and it's really, really sunny. And every single weekend I've just been taking myself to the beach and taking the dogs with me. And it's just been a real great time, you know, to just, I love just 
being able to just drive down the highway in my chimney with the windows down and just feeling the wind blow and like just cranking up some music. It's seriously, it's the best, man. Like <laughs> I love my car so much. And what I love the most about my chimney is that like, well, maybe not the most because I love a lot of things about it, but something about it is that like, it's, it's a chimney thing, you know, like, because I feel like my Suzuki Jimny, it's more of one of those rare cars that you're going to see on the highway sort of thing. So when you see someone else in a Jimny, you wave at them. <laughs> and I experienced the exact same thing back when I was in high school and I owned a Jeep Wrangler because again, you don't see a bunch of Jeeps around, but if you do see someone driving a Jeep down the street, you wave to each other because you're like, hey, it's another Jeep owner. It's like, hey, it's another Jimny owner. So it's quite special being able to... Do you think to... they named it Jimny because it sounds like Jeep? Perhaps. I'm not sure. But I just, I love that. It's mm. like a little Jimny community because yeah. I know that... Well, for people who don't know what a Jimny is, it's like a miniature Jeep. Yeah, it's literally it's a my... It's 1.6 cylinder engine Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> 1.5 liter. 1.5. But dude, it's the best because my Jeep before was a four liter engine. You know, every mm. single time I turned on the ignition, I just wanted to cry because I'm like, God, there goes another gas bill. Uh, so yeah, my, I love my Jimny. Gas or so. petrol? Uh, you don't, it doesn't run on natural gas, does it? Petroleum, <laughs> but I fill it up with petroleum at the gas station. Right, that makes sense. Well, I guess you, you know, get gas from the gas station, It's don't a you? chimney thing. Like when I used to have my little Nissan Micra and I saw someone in a Nissan Micra, I wasn't like, hey, like, <laughs> wave at them out the window. So um, it's special, you know, but it's definitely summertime here in Australia and I'm really loving the weekends out in the sun. It's beautiful and just wrapping up the end of the year, you know, like I feel like especially in terms of work, like right now with a lot of my clients, like we're either going through pre-prep phases or we're wrapping up like those diet before the dieting phases before we can then go into like a small build in that pre-prep phase or just that maintenance phase prior to starting prep for next year for season B. I've also got some girls who are already in the thick of comp prep right now who are about four months out from season A. So in terms of work right now, it's just a very celebratory time for sure. So things are definitely going well on that front. And in terms of body composition, officially cracked into those 68 kilograms. So around 68 to point. Yeah. So 400 grams up in the past two weeks, which is a very consistent rate of gain that I've been at for quite a number of months now. It's just that it's like that 200 grams, which is pretty sweet, but something I, I mentioned to you, and we mentioned this on the podcast months ago, but the day that we actually got back from ICN nationals, our scale broke mm. and we had to buy a brand new scale for the very first day of our improvement season. And the scale that we have now is actually one kilogram heavier compared to the scale that we had prior. Mm -hmm. So we have to remember that because like whenever we are like, oh yeah, I'm looking so much better than the last time I was 68 kilograms. You're like, I'm looking so much better than the last time I was 87 kilograms. Yeah, but remember like there is actually still that one kilogram difference there too. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, don't feel so good about our progress then. <laughs> no, you should still feel great about it. But I just mean, like, we, we have to remember that, you know, the improvement season gave us a bit of a present on that very first day. Like, hey, one day in, you already gained a kilogram. Mm. <laughs> so just have to kind of fall back on that too. <laughs> yeah. So instead of me being 88 at the moment, I'm 
87. Yeah, but it's a little bit different for our skin folds. We have to take that into account because mm. we were using that previous scale for years while taking our skin folds. So now whenever we compare our skin folds and technically we're the same weight or heavier weight, whatever it may be. So we're actually technically one kilogram lighter than that actual previous weight. If you say so. Either way, I broke into the 68s. And the way I'm pretty damn happy with how I'm holding 68 right now or whatever my previous 67 would have been. But I think that what I'd like to do is just keep pushing up until I crack into those 69s. And I'm predicting that's probably gonna be around mid-January, mid to late January. And then I wanna hold that 69 for probably about two weeks or so. And then I wanna start my diet probably end of January or early February. And then I want to diet for anywhere between probably eight to 10 weeks across February and March into early April, but conclude my diet before the actual season A shows start up because I don't necessarily wanna be at the peak end of a mini cut when all the other season A shows are going on because I want to have a bit more energy in me. So mm. get the work done prior. But yeah, that means that I've got about a kilogram or so to go of some more weight gain and about an extra 1 to 1.5 months of this phase until I actually enter into my first dieting phase of the improvement season, which I'm feeling pretty psyched for, man. That's good. Can't yeah. wait. <laughs> I'm pretty keen, you know, because one thing is like, I'll get up to 69. I want to be pretty aggressive with the diet and within those eight to 10 weeks, probably drop down to around 64, just so I have more of a buffer zone to then gain weight again. Then I'd probably do another push up, get a little bit heavier than what I am now, because it'd be a pretty similar body composition, I'm assuming. Push up to 70, then probably do another short little cut down to around 67, 68. And then I want to start my prep at around that 68 kilogram mark because I'm predicting I'll probably be on stage around that 59, 60 come season B 2023. So that's kind of my long-term timeline plan. Mm. We'll see how it pans out. I might listen back to this episode and, you know, things turned out differently. But yeah, it's always good to have a plan there. Yeah, definitely. Because I've said it many times before, but one, I do not want to lose more than 10 kilograms during my next prep. And I know that with the amount of work that I'm putting in and the timeline that I have, there's absolutely no excuse for why I should not be so well prepared and have just a phenomenal starting point for my prep, which I would love for it to just be around eight kilograms or so above stage weight so that I don't have to diet for as long. And also my diet, it's just not a complete slog and I'm not risking just fading away toward the end. Mm. Yeah, and I'm gonna do the same. I'll probably start around 88 kilos mm. and uh, I'm predicting my next stage weight to be not too different, maybe a couple kilos heavier. So I'm, I think like at the end of the last road to 2021, I was saying, hey, I wanna be like 80 kilos or more next stage weight, but I mean, I just got to be realistic about my ability and mm. like how you can still make a, a lot of visual change and not really change that drastically in stage weight. And I think last time, a big differential factor for me will be I'll have a lot more muscle maturity. I think my body fat was low enough last prep, but because I didn't have enough maturity in terms of muscle, it didn't look like the leanness doesn't kind of correlate to the physique. Mm. 
Whereas this time I think it will because I'll have a few years of age plus muscle maturity plus more muscle, um, especially in my weaker areas like my back. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be so cool to compare skin folds in 2023 to what they were in 2021. Because like you said, they might be around the same skin fold thickness, but will just look drastically different. Mm. Hey guys, just a reminder that we don't just coach physique athletes, but we do coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal. Therefore, if you are interested in getting in touch with us regarding our coaching services, you can always head over to our website at www.thebodybuildingdietitians.com or alternatively, click the link in the show notes below. Yeah, I mean, I, I can take it or leave it when it comes to skin folds because like we both know that some people's skins are literally just thicker than others. It take like, I guess, emotionally and physically. But, <laughs> but I mean, when we're comparing ourselves to ourselves. Yeah, I know. But like for, for in my whole comp prep, like my back's skin fold just didn't really change that much mm. because my, the skin on my back is just thick. And sure, it was my least lean body part, which might have something to do with it. <laughs> but... Yeah. I think you're going to drop some skin folds on your back next time. The, mm. the same thing happened with my triceps and my quads. And now, now that I'm actually building or I've built quite a bit of muscle mass in those areas now, but even taking skin folds, like my skin folds now, even having drastically more body weight on me are pretty similar to what they were near the end of prep anyway, in my triceps and my quads. So I think the same thing's going to happen with your back, Jack. Mm. Again, time will tell, my man. It will. Yeah. But nutrition for me just stays as is. So I'm at that 400 carb, 180 protein, and 60 grams of fat per day. And this past week, man, I don't know what's going on. Either we have just advocated so much for people to get on the kangaroo train that now people are eating so much kangaroo that we can't buy some anymore. But this past week, I was like, because <laughs> we've been selling quite a few of our TBD teas, right? And I every few days I walk to the post office and I mail things and I, I've been trying to go to Woolworths to buy some kangaroo mints, dude. But it's all sold out. Yeah, it's annoying. I've had to buy... <laughs> beef and now i bought chicken mints and the chicken mints i bought for some reason has six grams of fat per 100 grams which is it's like chicken thigh mints which i'm not happy about but and then i looked at the chicken mints and i'm like jack it doesn't look like there'd be six grams but per 100 mince, grams so you wouldn't really know because like mm. it's already pale as is but i mean it's something in comp prep where i probably would have shed a tear but now I don't really care. I've got plenty of fat. <laughs> Six grams of fat for my chicken. Man, but that's the thing. Like Because there was no kangaroo this past week, I had to buy chicken breast as well. And I haven't eaten chicken breast in yonkers. I, I used to live off that stuff years ago. Like I used to bake How up... long is a yonker, would you say? <laughs> a yonker would be... I haven't actually baked chicken breast probably since 2019, back wow. in uni. So yeah, it's been it's been a. I think a yonker is like ten years. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to find that. What's the definition of yonker? Might have to go into Urban Dictionary for that mm. one. But yeah, this past week I was reminded that chicken, good stuff. <laughs> Baked up some chicken breast and then diced it up for dinner instead of having my kangaroo and fried that up with some mushrooms and some salt and pepper and rosemary. What a winner! Yeah, I think my revelation was like beef is almost twice twice as expensive as kanga and it doesn't taste any different to me mm. if anything i think i prefer kangaroo now yeah once people can just get their head around like it's a kangaroo yeah, but at this, i can understand if people don't want to eat the national 
emblem. Like, that's I can understand that. It's not very patriotic, I guess. Mm, I don't know. I, I think that if you're looking at it as a nutritious source of red meat, yeah, sure, it can't hop backwards. <laughs> but it's super nutritious and it's cheaper. We've even done a TBD post on our Instagram before comparing like lean beef versus kangaroo. And kangaroo comes out to be higher in iron, higher in protein, lower in fat. Also, like it's wild caught. It's mm. not farmed. Nowhere near as environmentally harmful. Mm. But I guess maybe our message through TBD has just been getting out. And maybe people have been getting amongst the kangaroo train. And now we can't just buy any anymore. Mm. Stop (laughs) eating kangaroo. (laughs) But don't stop eating kangaroo. Eat more kangaroo. But just save us some. I... But yeah, that's kind of been my two weeks, you know. it's It's been good. And over these past four weeks as well, I've been well and truly into my new training split of transitioning from those full body sessions over to two lower, two upper, and more of a weak point day and really enjoying my training right now. So it's been a nice change as well. So just continuing on with that. But I'm getting toward that point just like you were because the intensity's really been ramped up with just doing those two sets for all of my compounds i think now i'm getting to that point where like i probably need to start deloading every six to seven weeks as well i used to be able to push myself out longer for deloads you know closer to like 10 sometimes even 12 weeks but that was before i truly knew how to train with intensity and i wasn't lifting nearly as heavy and i wasn't pushing myself nearly as hard so it was more of an endurance aspect rather than more of like a really strength and performance aspect Mm. yeah it it feels good but i guess we'll both kind of be entering into the new year with a bit of a deload sounds good maybe (laughs) we can do something maybe we can do something (laughs) like without free time make some more tbd content yeah (laughs) i can show you how to use cam for maybe oh it sounds like a date (laughs) great well, well we'll wrap up this podcast with one thing that we want to improve upon for the next week well, Jack, take the floor. So I just want to have a great week of Christmas. It's going to be Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and Boxing Day. So just having a good time. I guess into our next podcast, there'll even be New Year's Eve as well mm-hmm. and New Year's Day. So just having a good end of the year. I always joke that like very, I know, very funny, but... <laughs> what you joking about? <laughs> like the end of the year is always that time where it's a little bit timeless. Like yeah. it's always one day kind of molds into another. You don't know if it's two days post Christmas or 10 days, but... Mm. Um, I think I used to feel like that when I was more of in like a routine with the rest of society, you know, especially mm. when we were students and you're just kind of doing what everyone else was doing. But I feel like now I, I haven't felt like that for these past few years since you and I are just on our own time schedule and our on our own routine. Mm. Yeah, well, I just want to enjoy the time and spend uh, some quality time with friends and family because, yeah, last year we were both in prep. I remember that day was a bit of a blur. I think it was a very low calorie day for me. And literally, I can't really remember that much from mm-hmm. that day. I remember drinking a lot of uh, tonic, uh, like mineral water mm-hmm. that day, but not much else. And taking the dog for a walk around the block. Yeah, I remember that too. <laughs> Getting steps in on Christmas Day when you're when you're a few weeks out from a show. <laughs> what about you? Ooh, this next coming week. Well, you and I are always talking about our RDLs, and I don't want to sound it's the closest like closest thing we have to a deadlift. <laughs> 
want to sound like a broken Christmas record, you know, just Mariah Carey going on and on. But this next coming week, I would like to make an early appearance of the Christmas hams. And this coming week, I'm going to give those 100 kilogram RDLs a shot. And I want to film it. And I want to post it on my Instagram. And the reason why I want to do that is because I just know that I'm ready. I've lifted 97.5 for two by eight. And I know that I can rack up those plates to 100 kilograms. And I know that I can rep the weight. And I've said that like that was a goal for me to achieve in early January. But man, the time is now. Like if I'm ready now, why the hell not? I agree. Just uh, add an extra two plates aside and you'll be on par with me. Yeah, rather than, <laughs> rather than, what did you say? It's it's not an even distribution when you're doing all the mm. baby ones? Just doesn't line up. You have to ask Elon Musk. He would be able to tell you. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'll, I'll call him after the podcast. Yeah. But either way, Thursday, man, I'm going to lift 100 kilograms. Pretty keen. Yeah, I know you can do it. Thanks. Yeah. Well, guys, hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, please remember to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag myself, tag Jack, tag TBD, and we will catch you next week.